This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. That's patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. RFK Refugees podcast, Thanksgiving edition of the RFK Refugees podcast. We are back. Uh, sorry about the live show. Sick dog. Had to stay with him in the uh, in the vet for several hours while we waited to be seen. Not fun. Not enjoyable. But uh, we're back and we're going to do a show. And uh, John's out here wearing, let's say, a Christopher Newport University shirt. That's right, but you can't see that because it's audio only. It's audio only, exactly. I could be wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> he could I'm be, not, but I could be. He could be. He could be. John, how you doing, man? How how was your weekend? How what are you looking forward to Thanksgiving? And do you have Thanksgiving plans? Yeah, I'm going down to Virginia Beach. Nice. I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy because the food is not my favorite, which is a weird thing to say. And if if you don't like the particular food of Thanksgiving, then the holidays can be kind of a, a kind of a bust because it's so food centric. I will tell you a story that just happened to me. This will be a short story, but it's sort of uh, it's sort of the way I'm now starting our podcast. I have a, a thing that happened. Uh, so today I went to go get my car fixed, which is a normal thing that people do. And I told the guy, hey, check out the sound. And if you think it's this, then change it. And then he checked it out and he said, oh, this noise, I'll take care of it. I said, okay, great. I pick it up tonight. And uh, he said, did you do the brakes on this recently? I said, oh, yeah, I did. He's like, uh, did you tighten everything down? I was like, I think I did. He's like, you didn't. It's not tight. Also, the wheel wasn't tight. That could be the sound, but we also replaced the bearing, so that's $500, please. It's like, well, wait, hold on. Hold the phone. So you're telling me it could have been all these other things that you could have just tightened down and been free, but you then just decided to go ahead and do the $300 thing on top of that. He's like, well, yeah, that's the way we do things. It's like, okay. So then I had to, I had left my phone there. I left in a huff because I was mad because I got embarrassed, basically. And then I had to, I, I drove away, forgot my phone, had to walk back because the route almost stopped. A mile and then I had then I yelled at this man and I never if anyone knows me personally they know that I do not yell at anyone ever I don't do it not true and this was like he yells at me all the time. time he yells at me all the time off 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 recording trust me I went crazy and the guy was just like I don't know why you're mad I was like you don't know why I'm mad anyway uh all that to say I'm my ego was bruised it cost me five hundred dollars I'm never doing my own car work again I retire and uh, and I forget all the things about DC United. I had to refresh myself, so now I'm now I'm now a professional podcaster again. I've read Twitter. I'm ready to go. You you are not you are not a new Pablo Mauer of of podcast. I'm not. I wanted to be, <laughs> but uh, clearly I'm not. <laughs> Pablo Mauer, a great great athletic writer, doing some great content, great off season content. It's the off season. It's the off season, uh, and he'll work on your exotic car uh, if he has time. Yeah, so, exactly. If you've exactly. got an old Ferrari. Which our listenership has a lot of, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, let, let's uh, let's take a Let's talk with the. I guess the first big news of the day. It's, it's been kind of quiet for DC United in this off season. Um, they've made no moves in the waiver draft. The first round of the reentry draft um, came out, and I don't think they picked up anyway. There weren't a lot no, of big names. What's that? They passed. Yeah, they often pass because that's a that's a that's a current salary. When you take first round players, you get them at their current salary. And DC United likes to find a bargain in the MLS cast off uh, draft. Well, and 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 to to be fair, to be fair, they they did they very sort of early on when the reentry draft was formed. I think I want to say 2014, 20, 2013, They were taking players in the first round because those were the big signings. I think they took Josh Wolf one year. 
Um, they've, they have had a tendency to take certain players, but you kind of look at the players drafted and you're like, why does the reentry draft even exist? Why can't these players just be free agents and they can just go sign where they want? It, it's, it's a little silly. I, I look at the players that were selected and I'm like, you know, there might've been only like one or two teams that maybe, maybe wanted that player. And I'm sure there would be a, a team out there that would have been like, well, you know, yeah, sure. We'd like to have him, but we're not going to go crazy for you. And other teams like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're willing to bid for you. And then that gets decided anyway. So, you know, I, I think one thing I think that, you know, we'll be curious to see what happens is sort of the future of the reentry draft, because for a while there, it was kind of a big place move, but now it's like all the kind of big players are now eligible for free agency. Um, and a lot of the other smaller ones either have too big of salaries. They don't want the salary. They, they don't want to, teams don't want to take the salary hit. Um, or it's a situation where, you know, they have no interest in staying in MLS and they're going elsewhere, but they're eligible, so to speak. Um, so DC and I takes no one, took no one in the waiver draft. Uh, one big news, one big free agent that everybody was, was trying to get their greedy little paws on that DC United fans had to slap the hands and say, no, 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 sorry, he's ours. Uh, Bill Hamid. Was listed as a free agent uh, through he a, was week, a quote unquote free agent. He was a quote he, he was a, fr- a free agent in technicality only. Basically, right. if, if you know, I guess there's a theory. I, I wonder how that works though, because I know they have like discovery rights and uh, who knows, who knows the craziness of MLS me- mechanics. But you know, it basically really turned out to be irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it really turned out to be irrelevant. Uh, the team has apparently negotiated with his Danish club. Um, I believe I saw a transfer fee of seven hundred fifty thousand. Yep, I saw that also. Which, you know, all things considering, it, it stinks. Um, good. What's that? <laughs> I said that. I think that's good. I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, all, all things here. Every, every, a lot of people have been kind of making, oh, man, you know, it's hard to, you know. It, it is very much, it's like, you know, you had this you had this thing, and then said thing leaves on a free transfer, goes to another team, doesn't work out, and then you basically have to buy him back. Um, so in that sense, I can see the sort of, wow, DC really got gets kind of screwed. They have to pay for something. That was already theirs. Um, I'm trying to think of like a, an analogy in real life. Yeah, the ones I'm thinking of are not quite 100 uh, percent a good analogy. So yeah. I think I think everybody sort of gets how weird it is. Yes, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But it's good to have him back. And, and I think it's very good the team got this done very very early. Um, this was very much a huge question mark entering. I think we all expressed kind of um, you know the, the, the Danish club could have been real um, quote unquote a holes about it. They could have held him for ransom. They could have done all these things. But apparently they said, "Look, just give it 750k. We're going to come out ahead." He has, really has no future here. Bill Hamid wants to come back to DC. I don't think there was any other club he had on his mind. So I think that strengthened DC United's bargaining position. Uh, certainly there weren't teams in Europe that were really pining, you know, chomping at the bit to to get him in there. But um, it's good to have him back. I don't think the deal's official yet, but uh, golf seems to be indicating that it's pretty much a done deal. They've also re-signed Frederick Brilliant, um, but then that's been pretty quiet. Um, yeah, two-year deal on Brilliant. We don't necessarily know yet if it's an option for the second year, uh, but I I think that there's no. I think it's a good signing. I think he had a, he had he had a probably half of a really good season and then half of an okay season. Yeah, and for a player his age with the lack of depth behind us and the fact that you know for a, a, a sure thing and a probably decent salary. Um, I think I think you got to be happy with that. And the funny thing too, I had noticed just to loop back on Bill Hamid that there were some people on Reddit and on comments that were like, you know, I really would have preferred that he tested himself uh, more overseas. And I'm thinking, you guys can't be DC United fans because why do you care about that? A, he's not going to play for the national team yeah. uh, for the foreseeable future, so don't think about that. And then two, why would you not just want him? He is when when Ben Olsen inevitably leaves, and it appears to be not this season, but when he eventually leaves. 
you want to have something that ties you to the to what this team used to be. And now that's Bill. Like Bill's now been here long enough where he's that guy. And if he wants to stay here, you just keep him here. And in particular, if he continues to be as great as he is. And the the con the rumor is that he will be the highest paid goalie in MLS, which will be funny because now he'll be paid more than uh, Brad Guzan, which he's uh, better than in both in what his in his estimation and in statistics and now in salary. Uh, and I think that I mean that obviously, unless they have a large amount of TAM that they're going to buy him down, that's going to be one of your new designated players is Bill Hamid. I, I have I have a very very knowing knowing how much DC United knows. Whatever he's being paid, I feel like they're going to be able to use some form of TAM or GAM to to buy him down, to get him underneath that threshold. Um, I, I would say it would be pretty foolish of DC United to make him a a designated player and have him use up one of those slots. Um, you've already got, uh, I guess, Ola Kamara potentially it, it becomes a designated player. Um, I don't know about Lucas Rodriguez, but I mean, this team needs to go out and and get a a big time um a, a big time signing to to replace Luciano Acosta. That's going to be your designated player this year. Um and that's really why I think the team's been kind of quiet um in this whole they haven't made many moves. I think they're really trying to focus in on on getting that type of player that can come in and replace Acosta and be be the highest paid player on the team. Um regardless if it's through a loan or, or something else. But um that would be more, I, I think he's eventually going to get bought down. So, someone's got to get bought down, whether it's Ola Kamara, Lucas Rodriguez, Emil Lasad. I'm not sure what his contract looks like. I I can't remember whether he's probably not a DP. Yeah, probably not. Probably not a designated player. Um, one of those guys has to be bought down. So maybe he ends up being a DP just by that. But I think you're still going to have this team with one open DP slot. Um, obviously Ariola being the other designated player. Uh, but you're going to have one slot open. So um, I just, I don't know. It's always, it's always been like the, the common MLS trope, never use a DP slot on a goalkeeper. Granted, this is a goalkeeper who, you know, is, is a great MLS goalkeeper um, who knows the league. He's certainly proven himself to be that way. So it's not, not a situation that I've seen some teams get into where they bring in a goalkeeper and they literally waste that spot um, because the goalkeeper just isn't as good and, and certainly isn't adjusted to the league. There've been countless stories uh, with Philadelphia, from Philadelphia to Colorado, with um, Tim Howard, and how much he really, I think, sucked out a lot of what they wanted to do. Um, he was just old and bad. It's not like yeah. he was. They just they got a spent force there with Tim, with Tim Howard. Well, it also, I mean, it limited it limited what they could do. I mean, it's a salary yeah. cap league, so you well, know, they weren't going to spend it anyway, right? True, like, fair, fair. <laughs> um, I think all we were talking about basically that the team has been slowed down by the fact that they need to make a major outlay for a number 10 for replacement for Acosta. You got San Jose earthquakes out there making $10 million bids for Mexican internationals. Uh, you you got to hope, I mean, <laughs> that things are not necessarily directly connected and who knows that might just be a particular player. They're willing to go over the odds on like we were for Wayne Rooney. Uh, but if, if the quakes, if the San Jose quakes are starting to play uh, big boy, big boy sports, then uh, I, I, then I hope that DC United is ready to do so as well because that's 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 tough. Yeah, and, and really the fan base the fan base needs this as well because there are a lot of um, a lot of skeptical a lot of skeptical people out there. I think the fact that Ben Olsen is staying in a position there are a lot of people out there that don't think the team should keep Ben Olsen. Um, you know, we're very much in the, the we should we should we should make it we should make a proclamation here on that based on how much we've talked about that. We Ted and I we're on record. All last season, that if we did not get out of the 
I think there was times where he said, if he doesn't win the championship, we say we should we should move on. Yeah, we still believe that, right? I still believe that this season should be a new should be a fresh a fresh. It's not going to be, but I think it probably should have been. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think at this point, it's 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 me looking at a a good team here that maybe you get a fresh set of coaches and a fresh set of eyes in there. Um, you can really make a difference, and really, it, it's going. The team is gambling that. I think they're using kind of the the distraction of Acosta. It's been a lot of, and, and you know, we've been a part of it for 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 several decades. You know, saying or for almost a decade, and I guess in saying not several decades, I don't know why I said that, but several, but but almost a decade. Feels like it. Yeah, it feels like it. it does feel like it. Um, of saying, oh, you know, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have the ability to spend, blah blah blah. Th- those, I mean, those excuses, I, I, in my opinion, ended this season. I'm like, you know what? We should have gotten a lot more out of this team, especially with Wayne, being Wayne Rooney, w- w- with how it ended with Wayne Rooney. I think the ownership sees it, sees this as a, um, well, you know, we're gonna cut him some slack here, or you know, the uh, the idea that the ownership is cheap, and they're right, like, well, the cynical, we the cynical version is, is he's a sunk cost and yeah. he's not expensive. Yeah, and and I, it seems to me though, also what what appears to me is when they made the move, when they're making the when they made the moves they made. It was very much with this idea. Well, we've got decent talent here, and, and you know, I, I, I think this is currently roster. If this, you know, if I would be extremely upset and disappointed and 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 mad at Dave Casper if this happened, but if this team uh, started on day one, I think this would be a playoff team, and I, I stand by that. I think they are fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere in that range in the East of being a playoff team. Um, now, what, how they do this offseason, who they bring in, maybe a supporter backup. Um, you know, the depth was an issue last season and they had a huge sunk cost, um, a huge sunk cost with, uh, uh, with Zoltan Stieber. Um, and now you got to look, they got a they got a hit on this, uh, whatever player they're signing mystery, number 10 mystery, attacking midfielder mystery forward, even if they want to go to a two forward system, I think that would be interesting to see. Um, we would all like that, I think, but I mean, the, the, the prime goal of this team, this off season is to build a team that can get the ball in a good position for Ola Kamara to put the ball in the back of the net. Let's be clear. That's the whole setup of this team. Um, it very much, it wasn't really the setup under Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney played very, very much sort of a false number nine, dropping into the back, you know, linking with Acosta. Ola Kamara is not that player. Ola Kamara is going to make runs and get into space. And what you have to do is you have to bring players in that can go out and do that. Whether that's Lucas Rodriguez, whether that's Emil Assad, or whether that's Paul Ariola, I think they have a lot of that infrastructure in there. I just think you need a really, really good piece that's going to really click right away. Um, and I'm not sure they can wait till the summer. So I'd be curious to see what their options are. I'd be curious to see what the rumors are out there. It has been a little quiet, you know, and, and this happens a lot. And I don't know if just DC keeps a tighter lip, the players they go after maybe aren't followed like if you go after a mexican international you know right. i think I, I, it gets noticed right yeah it gets noticed pretty quickly um but dc doesn't you know dc goes after sort of these smaller south american types and we usually don't hear about really hear anything until about two weeks or you know usually when you start to hear smoke about a, a, an actual credible link of a player being linked that's when you start to hear peep that's when you start to hear noise um so um, I'll be curious to what they do in the second round of the reentry draft as far as getting depth back in this team. I think that'll be something interesting to watch. Um, so yeah, it, it would. It's good to notice right now that this team, uh, Earl Edwards Jr. apparently also is close to signing a contract. So that will that will bring their current roster up to 19, mm-hmm. not counting TT Rodriguez, who we're hoping to bring back, which would then put us at 20. I believe this team last year carried 25, and uh, that they left some roster spots open. So we're not talking about a wholesale change here with this yeah. team, unless there's going to be some. I 
I think if they were going to be sales, and there still might be potentially in January, but Emmanuel, like, Emmanuel Boateng, I think is is one of the trade player, bait. potential but trade I, bait. I meant more. I meant more like Ariola. I meant players that maybe you know sold elsewhere. I think that's probably the only one that I'm looking at here. That maybe Junior Moreno had some heat, um, and Segura was also linked with the possible trade. So if those things don't happen, if they're kind of stuck in that position, they don't have that many spots to fill. And one of those spots has to be Acosta's replacement. And another spot has to be another forward. So we have some sort of backup in that perspective. So you're not looking, you're not looking at all. This is going to be the team. And I think that maybe, maybe that's the argument for keeping another year of Ben Olsen is that you're not seeing a dramatically reimagined team. Um, you're not really saying, all right, we're blowing this up and starting over. You're basically saying like, all right, well, this is his, we've said it before, but this is his last chance with the same pieces. He knows how these guys work. Hopefully with a few other pieces, he can unlock them and play a different style. I would say, you know, not, we're not going to get too deep down this hole, but with only that few amount of impact players coming to make a change. um, And the fact that basically this team gave up on offensive play for the last eight, seven or eight games of the season in an effort to tie it down and just make sure we didn't get scored on. um, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. These these five these five players are going to really have to be all all you know all magic, right? They're going to be a really 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 uh, ta- talented different makers from top to bottom. That's just probably that's probably not what they're going to be bringing in. Yeah, and you know, I think they'll bring in they're going to bring in one yes, one star, one star player, one one impact guy. player, one one gold star gold gold FIFA ultimate team card, however <laughs> however you want to define it. Um, type of player uh, they're gonna they're gonna bring one of those guys in and then the rest are gonna be like silver and potentially bronze type players or, or you know maybe uh, either Moses you know I think one thing that also has to be talked about this team is you know we, we we've seen a lot of good talent now we got um, Moses Neiman uh, who they just signed to a new contract um, you've got um, Griffin Yao, Griffin Yao uh, Donovan Pines um, I think one thing one thing that's been kind of a story for DC United has been the fact that they have they've had this young talent come through and they show bright they show very they shine very bright for about a month a month and a half either doing things in USL um, or you know maybe playing in some friendlies or two and then everything just kind of fades and it fades away uh, we kind of saw that with Chris Durkin uh, we were maybe starting to see it a little bit with Griffin Yao he did not have the best U seventeen World Cup uh, he's still probably pretty much a part of the U S youth system I would think considering yep. he's a professional and pretty much that qualifies you for a lot um, yep. and so I am I am kind of waiting because we we have we've had Bill Hamid we've had Andy Nahar and then after that it's been a lot of just you know, either subpar MLS players, uh, maybe some guys that go elsewhere and do well, um, uh, be it players like Ethan White um, come to mind, um, you know, and, and or guys that just don't quite ever get that spark, uh, you know, Mike Michael Seaton, um, Colin Martin, those types of players. Uh, so I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of putting, I, I want to kind of see what the youth movement is going to have for DC. They, they've got some talented players. The question is, can they get them or can they coach them above the level where they can become consistent starters? Because if you've got Griffin Yao, if you got Griffin Yao pay, playing up to the potential that we think he can, then that that's an attacking piece that, that can make a difference in your season. It can really propel you if he can start making a role. Um, obviously, Moses Neiman's probably a few a few years off, um, but I, I think this is a critical year for the youth movement and Donovan Pines as well. If we're starting still starting Fred Brilliant, then I'm going to start you know worrying about Donovan Pines being another Jalen Robinson. 
Right. Um, so, you know, that that's another thing to, to pay attention to is, is this team has to start. They, they have had talent. They've had highly touted talent. People talk about, wow, Donovan Pines is a great player. You know, Griffin Yao is a great player. They start out really well, and they start to kind of fade a little bit, and then they never seem to really recover. So that that's something else that's going to be important, I think, for this team, if this team wants to sort of get above where they are right now, um, along with bringing in other talent and bringing in more competitive talent. Um, curious what you think, because a lot of there's been there's been a varying reaction here. Are you okay with the fact that the team let um, um, Quincy Ameriqual go? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I am too, and I love Quincy. He was a you know guest of the show, friend you know friend of the show. We we can say that I think. Um, but he, I will admit, you know, I think we do need something. I guess maybe a little more. Um, so I'll be curious, maybe. If they try to look maybe into the into the second round of the reentry draft and see if maybe they can bring somebody in, um, I was curious like what Darren Maddox's like ability would be. I mean, I don't know if he'd be willing to come back, but I think he was a guy who could, who could really you know make a change and, and play with a different and, and make a difference. So um, this team's going to play very differently, obviously without Wayne Rooney, um, but it's it's going to be um, it's going to be a very very nerve wracking scene. I, I'm I'm telling you all. You are not going to see a lot of moves. You guys are going to be. We're going to get to December, probably into the beginning of January, and hope. Hopefully, these negotiations with the CBA, you know, sail over well, and we're all happy by January that the CBA is signed. I don't think it's happening, but um, I think we're we're in for a long one. But um, but yeah, I think Maddox is is among the players who you could not drag back into this setup with the current coach and current front office. Similar to Lucho, who is faving Olsen out jerseys on the way out uh, on Twitter, like a couple days ago. <laughs> oh lord! About, uh, about about he, Olsen he, he fired. He could return to MLS. There's talks that he might, you know, Lucho. Yeah, Lucho. Oh, but... he'd be fine with that. He would burn us up. I, I think he. Yeah. I think he'd be fine with it. Particularly if Ben's still there. There's a yeah. I think I think there's a there's <laughs> there's a lot of those players. I think that there's a, probably a small club. There was another thing too. I think uh, Pablo posted about. Uh, the comments for the article, uh, the WAPO article about Olsen coming back, Sonny Siloy, who I, from, yeah. from butchering his last name, was re- re- <laughs> was commented on like, are you kidding me? Or like, you got to be kidding me. This is a joke. Uh, he was a former academy coach for DC United, uh, Ajax, former Ajax player, Ajax coach. I think he's back at Ajax now in the youth setup. So I think there are a lot of people with feelings. There has to be. For, the, for a coach this long, and coach to have been here this long with the record he has, there's going to be some people that are uh, not fans. And to loop back to, I think when I look at Moses Nyman and I look at Griffin Yao and I look at Donovan Pines, I I want them to play and I don't care where it is. And I want Griffin Yao to have an entire season, a full season yeah. at Loudon scoring double digit goals, not trailing off at the end of the year when he gets tired Moses Simon's got a little bit more of a leash uh, because he is younger and smaller and needs to grow still. Um, still did well, but did not impact games at a consistent rate. That the thing that I've noticed as a you know as a Chelsea fan, who cares? But like looking at players who get loaned out and actually perform well for an entire year in a challenging atmosphere, and then they come back. The difference between that and sort of trying to to just give spot starts to a young talented player and. and th- that is not as I don't think that's as good of a system as letting guys play and figure it out and get the game experience and and you know go through the go through the rough patches and then they're better for it at the, on the other end of it. And, and DC United usually doesn't do that. They just sort of you know give like they gave Griffin some spot starts and because we were shorthanded we had to keep him on the 18 even though he was never going to get in the game. He would need a midfield cover. So that's just another week of his development that he's not 
he's not taking advantage of. Agreed, and I, I think I think that's the important thing is going to be for this Loudon team is is what is what's going to be the development that we see and, and, and sort of the improvement maybe we see in development of certain players who move through that system. Obviously, Donovan Pines benefited from it right away. He made did excellent for Loudon, I think, in those first few games and then quickly was moved up to the moved up to the starting team, especially when the team moved to that sort of three-back line experiment that they and had. And then came back to Loudon and didn't do very well. Yeah. Because he was sitting there as a, he was a potted plant for two months. Yeah. So they got to play. They just, they got to let him play. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the important. I mean, it's more and the important thing is what type of depth pieces is this team going to bring? Cause there was just, I think the, the biggest problem this team had last season, there was just, there was just a lot of dead weight. Yep. There were, there was, you know, obviously the big story of, um, of, uh, of Zoltan Stieber, then Acosta basically became dead weight. I mean, let's be serious. He was bringing on as a sub. He was brought on as a sub. And you have to you want you want enough competitiveness in your roster that either your your young players are breaking through and maybe they're a part of that team and they're and they're your first or second subs off the bench. They're not your you know well if some guy gets injured maybe he gets out there. So um, I think that's something that the team needs to take seriously. I, I agree with you 100. percent These guys need to be playing. You know Griffin Yao, you know, Andy Nahar got better when he was playing and they were a bad team in 2010 awful team in 2010 but when he was out there he got better and better and better when he was playing and he became rookie of the year and then he was basically a a locked in starter um locked in starter um i'm just trying to think of is there i i don't know if there's really uh anything else we anything else you wanted to say or yeah about that about in general or about that uh in general okay yeah so there's a few other things just to sort of as a benefit of the time of the week that we're doing this um, the DC apparently is close to an agreement with Caesars to in, to put a sports book either in or around the stadium uh, for potentially this season. Uh, my feelings on that are, oh, who cares really? I hope it doesn't take up. I hope it's. I hope they're. At, I hope it's not in the the facility because I don't think there's enough room as it's currently constituted. I think they could actually put, you know, more concessions or make more space for the for the concourse or a whole bunch of other things. Um, so don't really care about that. Don't see myself spending too much time in there. Ted, is that are you uh, are you going to see yourself <laughs> dropping a tenner for who is the first person to score uh, in this game? You know, I, I'm I I would probably step in once, maybe just to see how it is. You know, if I'm I, I don't go, I probably maybe won't go up to games as much as you do. Um, I went up to a lot next year. You'll be there. You'll be there more than me. I'm probably sure, so. probably that's probably true actually. Um, but yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll probably walk in once, you know, if they have a odd set up for MLS Cup, I might, you know, look at DC United's odds, which are always pretty low and you drop a 10, 10 and just hope, you know, you strike what you, you strike it, you know, rich or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't be serious. I mean, the, the way the way I look at it is I think it's I think I think it's fine that the team is taking advantage and figuring out a way they can make revenue. And if that revenue is being translated if the revenue they make from this, from this this Caesar's deal, is being translated onto the field and being translated into better players, a more entertaining product, I'm all for. I'm all for any of that. I'm not mad about the the defend DC defenders deal. If that's helping this team, you know, balance the books and then maybe be more aggressive to spend, I'm perfectly fine with that. I love the the spirit deal. Obviously, is an, is, is a very good deal for them and a no brainer. Yep. So you know, I I am I am perfectly fine with anything. And you know, this this is. Everybody say, "Oh, we should be a, a a classic club," and I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I want my team to, you know, to feel like they have the funds and the ability to go out and spend." Um, and maybe Caesars throws them a lot of money to go get players, so it brings more fans in, and, and thus brings more, more, more betting in. Um, I think it's it's kind of, 
I think sports gambling is coming. And if you if you think that there are that other sports are above this, it's kind of some of the comments I thought it was like, oh, like oh, this is kind of below us. And I'm it's like, going everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you don't think you don't think over at Danny World there isn't going to be a sports gambling site? You know, you think he's above that? You know, they just don't want to put it in FedEx because right now they would just need to remove more seats. Uh, and now they just can't afford to do that because it's just so uh, there's oh, just so much demand, so much demand for those for those uh, Washington football team tickets. So can't much get demand. in there. Can't, tough. can't tough, tough. They're definitely not six dollars like on. No, <laughs> I, I, I almost I was driving past it on Sunday. I was up in Maryland. I was like, should I go just like as a laugh? And then I remembered I have to pay for parking. And I was like, no. Yeah. Is, you drop. Yeah. Six dollars for tickets. Then you drop 40 bucks for parking. <laughs> yeah. Not worth it. No, no, no. Uh, other things. Uh, DC and I played a game. Uh, and over, they and did. Ago. And I think wasn't and this is something wasn't Lucas Rodriguez a part of that team? He was a part of the traveling roster. I'm not sure if he played or not. So that that tells me right off the bat that this deal with Rodriguez, this isn't going to be Assad 2.0. Yeah, seems it, likely to happen. It seems like this deal is pretty much if not a, a when, not an if. Um, oh, if he even they, played. I'm sorry, he played the second half. Yeah. So I mean, if they actually have him out, I, he might still be under his loan contract until. Yeah a certain point, but you would think like if he was not in their plans at all, or if they weren't sure whether he would be back, he would be back in Argentina and he would not even made that trip. So that, right. so that tells me right off the bat that, you know, and I, that tells him that the option is, is either being worked out or it's very close to being worked out. So, and you know, we didn't talk about it, but Leo Hara is gone. Um, uh, who else? Jalen Robinson's gone. Quincy's gone. Wayne's gone. Lucha's gone. I think that's it. I think that's all of the players that have, were let go. Right. Yeah, and so and some significant players. Um, yep. there, there might be some. Quincy's gone. I think I don't know if you yep. mentioned him. The um, Chris. So we've got our full goaltending. Full Chris Seitz back. Uh, Edwards back. Hamid back. Most likely. Uh, starting right back as an opens position. I don't believe we're going to see Canal stay there. Please God, please God, let that not be the case, and just let that be a weird, a weird. Uh, just I tell you, whatever I, happened last year. I tell you what, Kamar um, Kamar Lawrence is once out of New York Red Bulls. He would be. Let's an, do it. Yeah, Bring him back. Yeah, he would be an interesting player to have. Let's, back. let's write that historical wrong where we let him go for nothing yeah. and, uh, and didn't even sign him to a contract. Let's fix that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we 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 beat it. We beat it to the ground here until the until until January when this team really actually gets finalized, and I think that's when it'll be. Uh, we're just going to be we're just going to be kicking the tires on our own, on our on our old players basically and, and trying to figure out where else we can go from it. And that and that's um, and that's a tough part with like MLS is like we don't know what DC's looking at. I mean, they could be I mean, they could be in Europe looking at a player, they could be in South America. We don't, you know, we don't have the mass knowledge that we could even suggest ideas at this point. So if people ask I know there's a question, who do you think DC's going to sign this offseason? I don't know. <laughs> In fact, that has many, many players, many, uh, many of our followers are asked that, yeah. to that question. And we don't know. Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be tough until that happens. I mean, there are so many unknowns about next year. Where are the team, where are the games going to be on television? Are they going to be on television? Oh, are they yeah. just going to be on streaming? I just forgot who, about all that. <laughs> who knows? That's all, all to be decided. Apparently also, um, in the article about the betting facility, it said that there were, uh, crews at Audi Field working on planned improvements to to the stadium. Yeah, they did not disclose what those were. Could that be safe standing? Could that be something else? Hopefully, uh, hopefully it is safe standing. Hopefully it is both some both safe standing and something else. Hopefully it's it's a little bit all of the above. Um, so yeah, I mean we're 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 sort of in like this we're in a purgatory at the moment, a MLS purgatory uh, until things start to happen. Phase, uh, phase two of the draft will start next week. 
And I bet you there will be some movement we can address at that point. Um, yeah. But, oh, of course, how could I forget Marquinhos Pedroso was let go? Oh, my goodness. How, how did I forget him? Uh, <laughs> if you follow him on Instagram, that is a man who loved him some being a a uh, a DC uh, tourist. It, almost as much as Zoltan. And, and let, me, let me tell you this. What I want from this team this season, I'll, I'll, I know they're going to go out and sign a big-name player. We're going to watch, you know, video of him. We're going to, you know, get his sizzle reel, I'm sure, at some point. And we're all going to get excited about, about what he can bring. What I want is I want I want the equivalent to what Toronto FC did when they took Nick DeLeon. I want that type of impact player that we bring in. Maybe a move that at, at the front doesn't make sense. How are they going to fit that under the cap? How are they going to fit this team under the cap? Um, and that was what a lot of people were saying about Nick DeLeon was that, oh, they, they took him literally first round. And everybody was like, well, how is how is TFC going to make that work? And they figured out a way to make it work, and it paid off dividends for them. Um, that's the type of move I want this team to make. This team has made smart moves. They've made some some bad moves and some bad signings. Um, I think uh, you look – you. Um, oh, I can't even remember the right back's name. Why am I like – what's that? Hara? Hara, yes, Hara. With Hara, I mean, he started out really great, and then things just kind of faded off. And literally, he was a non-factor. He was another dead weight on this roster by the end of the year. I mean, basically, he was he was he was useless. So that's very much what I'm what I'm sort of looking for out of this team is I, I want to enter the season saying, it you know, I want guys pushing for roster spots. I want players fighting. You know, no one knowing tooth or nail who's going to be the starter. You know, particularly because this comes from Donovan Pines pushing brilliant. I want to see Donovan Pines push brilliant to the bench and and it'd be pines and, and burn bomb starting i certainly don't want <laughs> don't want russell canals starting um by the way is uh is felipe martins is he is felipe he's he's, he's under contract and i was actually going to tell you that i think we already found our, our our player who was a castaway at another place and turned out to actually be an impact player and i think that might be felipe as far as being a, a castaway spare part from vancouver who we got for almost nothing uh, he's being paid a lot this year. I yeah. think he's being paid. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's maybe four hundred thousand. I think it, he's uh, a lot. It was. It was a lot. I was like, wow, that's amazing for a defensive midfielder of his caliber. Uh, but he really did. He did all that we could ask for in the, in the second half of the year. I mean, he, had a, he was the he was the best midseason. He was the best midseason signing this team had. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if if fans are butts about it. I won't respond to. It. I think I, I suggested that the team potentially sign Luis Robles or something like that. That was if they could not get the Bill Hamid deal done. I just want to clarify that. That was if <laughs> if they couldn't get Bill Hamid, I think they should consider him. They got Bill Hamid deal done as far as we know. So, yes, that um, was a to clear up the trolling. Uh, that you definitely uh, poked a, a hornet's nest with that one. <laughs> I did. I did. I poked it, and I am proud of it. Let's talk. Hey, we know what we should talk about. We should take Mario a Bell Kelly. What's that? We should talk about Mario Balotelli. Oh yeah, Toronto, well Toronto FC, Toronto FC should absolutely sign him, and, and the Italian league is. I'm I'm not watching the Italian league anymore. No, trash. Done. Done with that. Done with that league, in general. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to say up uh, the Chicago Fire is a rebrand. Because mm. <laughs> we we went under, you know, we went under a a rebrand. I well, I was it was right before the season started. I think it was 2017. I want to say. Was that right? Might have been a little bit before that, but yeah. it, it was in the last couple of years. I was like right the year before they, I think it was pretty sure it was the year before they left for, for RFK. Um, but we, we went under a little rebrand and a lot of people, I, when, it, when the logo came out, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a solid logo. They refreshed it. They didn't do, they didn't do anything crazy with it. It was basically 
a similar logo, but it was very much different. And and again, on a jersey, I think it looks really nice. I think it's it's a very nice uh, logo that complements the jersey. So I was personally thought it was a a really really nice um, relationship. Really nice like, I'm on record. I like it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I th- I think it's a great logo. Though a lot of people criticized it. Then we come out with the Chicago Fire, and they come out. I don't even like it, it. It kind of baffles my mind sometimes when these bad logos come out. Like not the the uninteresting ones, not the uninspiring ones. Nashville FC, Nashville SC's is a pretty uninteresting um, logo, but I wouldn't classify it as bad. This one just I, I don't know what someone was thinking, but when they saw this, it, it's almost like they paid for it, and then no one was like, "Hey, this doesn't look good. This is a bad, bad logo. Awful." awful logo and if you don't if you haven't seen it it's so like the the logo is sort of an oval shape and to me that just looks bad because i i literally opened up the logo and i thought something was off with like the ratio like maybe like my screen was messed up it's very german it's a very german shape there's a lot of german uh crests that are in the shape yeah but i mean and then really the center is what ruins it it's kind of this crown that's sort of supposed to represent a reflection of fire it's supposed to represent i don't I think it's funny they have not released, you know, they usually when those new logos come out, they like release this logo and like this represents the city's state capital or something like that. This represents us as a light for soccer, whatever. They they do those like little logo things. I don't think they've really done one for this one. At least I haven't seen it. Um, it's, it's not a good logo. This was really, really bad. And the fans are very upset because this is another case where I don't think you could argue DC United's logo was bad. And they didn't do anything dramatic with it because they knew they already had a good looking a good looking logo that still kind of still held up. And they said, okay, we're just gonna do a like a light refresh of it. We're going to throw some new elements in there. But basically, you know, from far away, you won't be able to say like what the heck is that? You know, you, they they knew their brand recognition. The fans love the whole logo. There are a lot of fans out there that did not want them to change. They they rejected the idea of a name change. I think they were talking about going um, Chicago FC or something like that. Um, and they went with this really off weird logo that they clearly, I I don't know how it made it pass. And especially in contrasted with their women's team, the Chicago red stars, which has the best logo in NWSL by far. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't know, John, what what were your, what what are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, you know, these are, these are always a very cynical capitalist ploy to get you to buy the Jersey that you maybe we weren't going to buy and get all new gear because no one wants to have the old stuff because then you look janky. Um, so that on, on it, <laughs> we can start with that. That's, oh, that's always uh, sus uh, as a motivation for change. Also, people have pointed out that it looks like the Latin Kings logo, which is not something you necessarily want to be flashing no. in, in a major city. It, that, um, that's also something that really, I think it, it's almost very tone deafness. It's like no one, no, they didn't research this or they didn't, where they put it, you would think. I, I, I thought after that, I was like, well, they're gonna, they're gonna retract this logo. Yeah, they're uh, digging their heels in. They were, yeah. they, they had comment yesterday, like we heard that there was a lot of comment on it. We always expect that, but this is gonna be our jersey, which means they've already bought. I mean, they've <laughs> everything's been printed and bought and ready to go for next year for the rebrand. So they, they are not changing it. It, it seem, almost seems like what you should do is you should, you should make a decision on your logo. You should release it, and it, you know there had Just to be. Kidding, it's bad. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we've seen European teams do it. Yeah, you know, and and these owners are are not are not cheap. Are not like you know the poor the the pleading poor owners of the Shire Fire. This is supposed to be like a huge 
ownership with a lot of money. That's probably why they they were able to buy themselves out of the uh, of the move to uh, of getting out of the of the lease agreement they had over at Toyota Field and move back to uh, to Soldier Field. And they're a team I've kind of had my eyes on because they're they're a they're an owner that they're one of those owners I think that is seeing what's happening in Atlanta. And wants to try to replicate that in Chicago, and I think they're going to go big. So um, once you start hearing, you know, and big MLS moves, don't be surprised if Chicago is linked to them um, with the amount of money this owner is spending. So it's kind of baffling because, like, you feel like this owner has the money that he could see the backlash, and he could be like, "Well, I don't want this to affect my team, so we're going to just pull back on this." They said they did. They said they did focus group testing. I, I was reading they did release their sort of stupid, you know brand identity document or whatever and it's 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 predictably stupid um i think i saw everywhere else like you know when we designed this we said we're going to be three things we're going to be chicago we're going to be fire and we're going to be fc <laughs> we're going to be a football club <laughs> that was corridor that was corridor decision making i was like oh cool guys well I, I think what they wanted to do is i think they they wanted to keep they fans overwhelmingly said we want to keep the name i think there was Little hints dropped that they might change the name completely. Were they, they SC before, or were they have they always been FC? They, no, they were SC. They were SC before, and I think what happened is I know there's been a lot of talk about the fact that the Chicago Fire. When you search Chicago Fire, you get like the NBC show. Um, you know the the logo definitely looks like it's like a you know you wouldn't recognize it as a soccer team. And that I logo think, was rad, though. I think I personally, yeah, I think. But I I think there I think there are other way. I think there was a logo someone leaked out where it was like had like a, an axe or something like that, and it looked really sharp. It had the the same colors and everything. And I I don't think they needed to change their colors even. They're going with like a very very different sort of or at least a little bit different looking color scheme, much more blue than the red they had. So it looked more RSL to me than yeah. Fire. Although I do li- I do like it. I think it's pretty sharp, but I I think from a perspective of like trying to keep keep core about what was good in your brand equity. For them, they obviously thought the only thing that was good was the name and everything else, both location, the coach, the colors, the badge, literally everything else we're going to light on fire and start no 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 pun intended. We're going to restart and find and find something new. So I I mean you can tell we're padding a show out with 10 minutes of Chicago fire content, but it's, uh, um, yeah, I, I think that they're, I think that they're going to find that people are not going to let this go. This is a fan base that has been punt like kicked in the teeth for now. I think uh, a while there, there are so also, yeah. it, you forgot to read. There's also other things going on with the team in that the, a lot of the, there, there's a similar, I, I won't say it's exactly the same, but there's a very much a similar supporters group type crackdown. Um, that that a lot of the fans are sort of experiencing experiencing right now where I think their their sort of freedoms are being reduced. Um so something else to keep in mind too is that the the ownership has kind of come in and being like, well, we're not you know, we're not really okay with the amount of control you guys have, so we're going to limit it. So I haven't been brushed up on all the details of it, but I I have heard some some uh read some some stories about what's been going on there. So Folks, they are coming for all of us. Yes, you can, you can guarantee you can guarantee it. If they if if Portland, Seattle, and Atlanta could uh, if Atlanta ever sort of gets to that point where they have problems with their front offices, I've not read about any. But Seattle and and Portland and maybe LAFC, uh, if they can figure out a way to to wrest power from that group and still get sort of the image that they want and the gate that they want, they'll do it. The, no no business likes handing over that much, uh, uh, you know. 
authority over to what the games look like and what TV looks like and what the vibe is um, if if they can if they can control it. So this is I think you're likely to see more and more and more of this um, as MLS goes to 3.0 and 4.0. I think you're going to see it. You're going to see it more from teams that have been there for a while when you've had ownership groups um, like in DC's case where it was like they were begging people to come out to these games. So Absolutely. you had a group that really was you know jazzed up and wanted to come. Well, you you listened to them and you gave them pretty much whatever they wanted because you wanted to keep them interested and keep them engaged. And what, what's happening now is the sport is growing. And um, you know what we didn't talk about? Speaking of growing, do you want to talk about the sports poll? We have some we have some differing opinions on this. On the what? On the uh, the favorite teams, the Washington Post poll oh, that yeah. we put out. Yeah, we clearly you can tell we did a, we did a, a outline for this yes. show. <laughs> we never do outlines for anything. We wing it. We well wing it, my friends. We wing yeah. it. We jump from top to top. But anyway, Chicago Fire logo bad. We'll see what happens. Yep. Go. <laughs> so um yeah, uh, Washington Post put out a poll asking what your favorite um, MLS or sorry favorite sports team was in the DC district. Uh, DC United finished last. Um, I would argue within the margin of error within the margin of error but you know of course it could be worse it could be better um they grew i think they were one percent in the first poll and they grew uh they grew to six percent john i'm gonna let you begin um with your thoughts um because i like to end on a positive note i know you're going to a very negative place with this no i i I don't say it's negative i think it's just realistic i think it's i think it's both mls's position in the market it's dc united's position within dc um it, it is not uh the redskins have lost so much brand equity uh by being horrible and being a joke and being a horrible place to go so the numbers are going down there the nationals just won the world series that's mm-hmm. inflated the capitals won the stanley, stanley cup, cup two years ago uh the mystics won so they were above dc so uh <laughs> i think that there's some recency bias for some of that yeah but i do think that dc is not if your games aren't on tv at all and can't be watched you're not really trying like you're trying in some ways but your your main concern is not getting uh the casual to make to make them your favorite team that's not what they, that's not what they're looking for um so and you know and, and i would argue that it's 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 pretty impressive they had the growth they had despite the fact they were rotting away at rfk there weren't really any big name signings um you know i i would i would have been curious to look at a poll like maybe a poll done in 2017 versus now just to see maybe if there's any type of Wayne Rooney bump that's sort and of then next year after Wayne's gone too. I think that would also be, yeah. we'll see if there's still a 6% next year. Yeah. But I mean, I will, I will say it it's, it's encouraging and it, and it shows the overall growth, I guess, of the game in general, that a team can be very much, you know, mocked and laughed at, you know, anytime people talked about when the Stanley, when the Capitals were running the Stanley cup, anytime people talk, and we, and we talked about this on the show, anybody, people, people thought like, Oh, it's been, you know, 20, 30 years since we won, since there was a trophy last in DC. And then, you know, DC fans jump up and say, what about DC United? And even Dan Stein, uh, Dan Steinberg made kind of a snide comment about it. So being kind of laughed and mocked at, it's impressive to me to see. And, and these, again, these are things I, you know, me being a DC, a DC fan, I, I, DC United is my favorite team. They are my number one team. I also like the Washington Capitals as well. When the Capitals are playing and I will go out and watch them when it's playoff time. And if a DC game tends to cross over with a Capitals playoff game, I might watch, probably watch the Capitals playoff game. Maybe have the DC game in the background. Um, I, I think that's the the nation of you can you can have multiple sports teams. And I think even people who you know are, are listen to our show, who keep up with our show, have said, well, if you know what I'd asked, I would have said the Nationals, or if I'd asked, I would have said mm-hmm. the Capitals. So you know, again, the the idea I, I would be curious to do if they had sort of let the team let them rank, you know, say like you know 
which teams do you follow and then rank them and then kind of see where DC kind of falls in that, you know, where they fall maybe as everybody's second team or third team even. Um, so I think, I think that would that one would have been um, that would have been maybe a more interesting sort of depth of poll because the fact of the matter is pe- people people are fans of multiple teams. There there people watch multiple sports. There's a lot of sports to watch out here, um, and people are fans of a lot of teams. But I think it's important to note that the the growth from this team being from just one percent of responders to now five to six percent. And again, this is also just the DC area. This doesn't include Maryland, doesn't include Virginia. They could go up and down based on that as well. So, um, Ted, question for you: yes. If DC wins MLS Cup 2020, what do you think that number? If they redid this poll, this is a good this is a good sanity check and a yeah. good sort of like comparator arm here. DC United wins MLS Cup 2020. They redo this poll. Uh, uh, the Nationals do not repeat as World Series champions. The Capitals do not come back and win, and the Redskins remain bad, and the Mystics are still good but didn't win the championship. What do you think the percentage is after that? I don't. I don't know if it. I, I don't know how much it would go up. I, I really don't, to be honest. Yeah, make a number. I'm, I'm gonna see if we're. I don't want to see if we're the. We're similar here. I mean, maybe I could see it. Maybe, maybe them moving up to eight percent. In the all right, bowl. we're all right. I was gonna say eight or nine, so yeah. good. That's good. So sanity, sanity is in place. <laughs> Expectations are realistic. No, I think they're gonna be twenty three percent and be the most popular. <laughs> Forty seven. Everyone, everyone will burn all well, their other sports gear in a giant fire. And, and you know, again, I'll be curious if they when they go on a run like this. I'll be curious where these games are being, what network these games are being played on. I asked. Um, I think I actually I asked a question of of Pablo Maurer um, on one of his chats, like where he thought it was going, just, you know, out of sight, well, where do you think the rights are going? He says ESPN Plus, which I think would be great for fans because we are, we already pay for it. Most people here already pay for it. I'm not sure how it's going to be really good for, for brand recognition, um, especially just having the games on TV. You know, I'm not going to walk into a sports bar and say, hey, do you have a Roku that's hooked up to ESPN Plus that you can turn on the DC United game? And, and that's a, you know, that is what do it is. Do bars have ESPN Plus in your experience? So some some do. Um, I, I know. Funny enough, funny enough, when I go to watch the playoff game, I like there was like a JMU football game that was on. Um, that was on uh, uh, Flow Sports. So I got to watch. I got to watch fans complain about the quality of <laughs> Flow Sports while that JMU game was going on. So that that was kind of funny. Um, but I I think some bars do. I think more bars are starting to get it because I think there's a lot of niche content that is coming to those. And I think it's starting to spread. You're seeing a lot of companies put ESPN plus uh, content out there. I know a lot, VCU basketball is huge here in Richmond. Most of their games are either on Masson or they're on ESPN plus. Um, so I think that's a, that's a sort of a, a huge deal. And you're seeing a lot of these games being shifted off to sort of extra content related sites. So um, I, I do think, I do think I'm pretty sure soon you, I will know of, bars and places where i can go watch the game yeah if they're on espn plus so i would prefer it be terrestrial so someone could be flipping and accidentally hit it um people that forgot about these united existing entirely but i understand if it's going to be streaming only that will be a i understand that happening really i mean at this point i'm just like just anything anything better than what we had with flow sports and really to me that 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 for me what's going to be better is going to be if it's on comcast sportsnet or it's on espn plus those are the two really the two choices I think that would be I would classify it as better if it's on if it's on some if it's if it's back to you know Sinclair and it's being you know back there and in the blackouts and issues like that then I don't think that's better but yeah um 
Yeah. Happy birthday to uh, Coach Richie Burke of the Washington Spirit. Yeah, happy birthday to him. Uh, happy belated birthday to Bill Hamid. Uh, hopefully the new contract is done and he is... How old is he? Is he 26 or is he older than that now? No, he, he's, he's, he's approaching his 30s, I think. I'm pretty sure he's like 28 or 29 years old. Yep. 29. So I mean and 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 that is that would be considered in his prime for a player for a goalkeeper. I I would say you could get I mean, you look yeah. at Luis Robles is 35, so I mean, he, they got good 4 or 5 years out of him. So we've got a long time with Bill Hamid and it might it sounds like it's a long-term deal. I think he wanted to go to Europe, didn't work out. I don't think he's going I don't I don't think he's going to call it to the national team. I'm pretty sure all the goalkeepers could go on like a goalkeeper training all crash and all pass away with Bill Hamid not there. And I think I think Greg Berhalter would try to coax either Nick Romando, Tim Howard, um, out of retirement before a field he would player. a field player. <laughs> just just stick uh, stick Breck Shea in there just for Zardes. I love you up front, but I love you even more in goal. <laughs> and play Giazzard as a goalkeeper before he would ever, ever, ever let Bill Hamid touch the US men's national team again. Whatever, and that's man. sad. And that's sad. And that's yeah. sad, you know. It's sad for me because I because we all want him. Everybody's going to talk about that. I think. I think he is going to be. Um, I think he is going to be the greatest. Uh, the greatest American goalkeeper that the U.S. men's team never had. So he's going to be the um, the Brian Clough when it comes to goalkeeping. Um, anyone gets my reference? Um, to be fair, they they did give him a little a tiny gold cup winning goalie, Bill Hamid. Uh, <laughs> Irish yeah. friendly, a couple other horrible friendly appearances. Bill Hamid. So, so, so yeah, I guess he, I guess you can't qualify that exactly. But I, I I'm, I'm, gonna, not I'm giving gonna, a fair shake. I think is probably would be a fair, would be fair, would be absolutely fair. I guess that's. Uh, do we want to? I think we pretty much addressed most of our Twitter questions. Most of them were related. We pretty much addressed them. Most of them are on our minds. But uh, we appreciate the the Twitter questions and and what you guys submit. Um, you're gonna need to keep it coming, guys. It is November, <laughs> and you saw how scatterbrained this show was. So you're gonna have to keep us focused going forward. I thought we I thought we moved pretty well. Do it for yourself. Do it for your own listening quality. Because I know some of you aren't gonna aren't gonna stop listening. You're you're mad lads who are gonna be listening to a MLS podcast in January and December where we're like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if Bill Hamid signed a 30 year contract? And then you're going to listen to it because you just love it. Yes. So you need, you got to help <laughs> us. You got to help us keep, keep this content going. And, and we won't, and we won't, we won't have the super draft to talk about it. You're right. Bit, Cause right. it's going to be like over a conference call. It's going to be like, it's really kind of pretending to know about college soccer again for like five seconds. Yeah. Sorry, Travis. We're not having you on the show. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. <laughs> uh. Oh, all right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, Patreon.com slash RFQRFUGs. Twitter.com slash RFQRFUGs. Facebook.com, uh, the RFQRFUGs podcast. We're going to try to get back to doing the live shows. We apologize for this week. Things did not work out. Enjoy your turkey day. Enjoy enjoy time with family. Tell them, if you have any family members, try to get one of them to watch a, a DC United soccer game. That's my homework for you today. We need to go up from 6%, and this is really on you guys. So you yeah. work on that. Yes. All right. We'll see you catch you all next week. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.